These are the things that I learned during the 31st week of 2011, July 31st through August 5th. July 31st, Minions Can't Crit. Now that would be awful if the opposite were true. Minions, the tiny disposable AI allies and enemies in League of Legends, only deal an ant's worth of damage, compounded by their numbers. If any one of these tiny urchins landed a critical blow, aka a blow that deals approximately 175% of its normal default damage, even if by 1% chance, the effects would be devastating and could multiply based on if any one of the additional minions also won this damage lottery that constantly re-rolls with every attack. And that, folks, is why minions can't crit. It's one of those little facts that I was happy to discover. August 1st. Effective use of Flash in League of Legends. For the longest time, I looked down upon the Flash ability in League of Legends, thinking it was a really useless short-range teleportation utility with an overly long cooldown. On the surface, that is true, but one really has to dive into the situational benefits it offers and examine the use cases in which it can sometimes alter the outcome of an entire match. This is sort of like troubleshooting in information technology. Things are not always as they seem on the surface. Sometimes the benefits of a certain utility are not apparent until you see them in a certain light, no pun intended. In the game, Flash lets you zip a few feet away from your player's current position. The cool thing about it is it works through thin enough walls and can be used as an element of surprise or for a quick and creative getaway. It does have a long cooldown time between uses, though, so you cannot just simply use it whenever. The range of Flash is also incredibly short, so don't expect to zip across the map. That's what the slower teleport ability is for. August 2nd. Which frats at UNH are unrecognized and why? This is quite a topic with many moving parts, as well as past and present developments that are ever-changing. One could probably go on and on about various facets of university fraternity life and what is and isn't safe. To keep things interesting, I'll narrow this down to just what I experienced during my time at UNH and from what I heard both within the Student Involvement Office as well as via external public information of the era. I guess our story actually begins in the fall of 2008, when Sigma Beta was raided and temporarily unrecognized on the grounds of drug and alcohol violations. I remember this being rather big news at the time, as I was freshly in college 
and it was just talked about absolutely everywhere. So with that out of the way, we fast forward to the fall of 2011 now. By this point, I had been working in the Student Involvement Office, which also housed the Office of Greek Life. As the maintainer of their websites, via osmosis, I would learn various facts about the fraternities, as well as learning the formal bylaws and what groups were and were not officially recognized. An existing list was already populated, with two new additions soon to be added in the coming months. Tau Kappa Epsilon, abbreviated as TKE or TEEK, is busted for handgun and cash theft in the fall of 2011, and they joined the list. Shortly thereafter, Alpha Tau Omega, or ATO, goes down for nearly the same reasons. In 2014, the university would end up purchasing and demolishing their former house downtown. While these latter two events occur later on in this year, I was starting to hear rumblings about it within the Office of Greek Life during the summer, and I believe it took a while to build a case which was executed later on. Prior to these ironic events occurring, though, the Involvement Office had plenty of informational resources explaining the difference between a recognized and unrecognized fraternity. I can totally understand the need for highlighting this, as it aims to keep students safe and out of harm's way. When a fraternity is unrecognized, it doesn't necessarily mean it is permanent. TKE was reinstated past its 2011 suspension, and even received a spotlight in 2018 from the university. Obviously, not every fraternity or sorority exists to be troublesome, and most exist for the greater good, despite the ones that give off a bad stigma. Officially recognized Greek life experiences were defined by the university as having high standards of scholarship, leadership, involvement on campus and philanthropies, and a strong sense of community. And I'm quite sure that is legitimately upheld. So it shouldn't be assumed that the scene should be avoided. The key is knowledge and being able to make an informed decision, joining a safe and recognized group if one wishes to do so. August 3rd, some decent singed builds in League of Legends. Bit of a heavy league week, huh? In addition to a parody song called All I Do Is Spin being released by Plentikill on this day, I also learned an unrelated champion in League. I think it's a bit difficult to understate how much of a phenomenon this game was for my friend circle back in the day. It consumed all of us for at least two to three years, and by all accounts, this summer was likely the height of the craze. So yeah, Singed the Mad Chemist is another champion in the list that I learned, and he's a bit of a different beast compared to what I was playing before. A buddy of mine always ranted and raved about this character, 
So just like Annie, I decided to see what all the buzz was about. Singed is almost always recognized as a tank class, where he builds large quantities of health, armor, and magic resistance, such that he is capable of being a damage sponge and first line of defense for your team. Singed has a poison gas ability where he turns it on and walks through minions, or enemies, to deal a damage over time effect. He can also grab and throw enemies for strategic engagements and place a glue on the ground to slow them. His ultimate ability gives him temporary all-around stat buffs, perfect for intense team fights. That about tells the story of Singed. I would come back to this character a bit more than Annie, and overall took my friend's advice on how to play him well. August 4th, Microsoft Publisher. Some like to use Adobe products for fancy document, brochure, gift card, and poster designs. Others enjoy Microsoft Publisher. It's basically perfect for a small office, not unlike the student involvement office, that of which I was doing web design and IT work for. Learning about Microsoft Publisher today was a pretty good distraction from reading about the worst London stock market drop since March 2009. Not like I was paying attention to that or anything. By this point, the version of Publisher available was Microsoft Publisher 2010, which had freshly added the ribbon interface from the main Office applications originally introduced in Office 2007. Publisher retained the legacy pre-ribbon menu system in its 2007 iteration, however, so 2010 was the first one to bring it under the unified wing of the rest of the applications. Publisher can be described as, quote, sort of like Microsoft Word, but not, end quote. It contains some of the same features adds some exclusive ones, and lacks others. You don't really seem to hear about Microsoft Publisher all that much in the modern day, although it is still around, even in the subscription-based Office 365 suite of products. I could have sworn it was discontinued, but hey, Mandela Effect. I want to say the reason we primarily used Publisher was to create these things called table tents, which were larger-than-an-index-card-sized pamphlets that went into these plastic stands to be displayed in the dining halls at each table. These table tents would detail any manner of events at the school, as well as public service announcements or important information. I even designed a form on the involvement websites for folks to easily submit their ads so we could receive them and arrange them using Publisher. The system was simple, but it worked. August 5th. The terminal command ch flags no hidden slash users slash username slash library unhides the library folder in macOS Lion. Oh macOS Lion, you never ceased to annoy me in 2011. This was another change that Apple made 
in the newer operating system to hide more in-the-weeds files and folders from the end user, whom might not necessarily be tech-savvy enough to know nor care about this section of the user folder. I was not one of these folks, though, and I would frequently jump into the library folder to work with application data in one form or another. When I discovered that the folder was hidden, I took to Google to find out why. I was able to find some helpful information as well as this handy-dandy terminal command to unhide the library folder and get back to sensible computer use. The command does not require a root user escalation to run, which is always nice. The weird thing about this specific command is that I was unable to get it to work in macOS Big Sur, but apparently the method to unhide this folder changed at some point, and the new command to achieve the same goal is set file a space v squiggly mark slash library and then ch flags no hidden squiggly mark slash library which worked for me as of macOS Catalina there was also a regular UI view option added to toggle the library folder's visibility status I hope this helps for anyone out there who needs their library folder and likes to fix things via the command line. And finally, August 6th, the laugh command in League of Legends. Okay, there's been a lot of League of Legends things learned this week, and I do apologize for the overload. I looked ahead and there will be a bit less of this going forward at least. I guess this week was oddly hyper-focused. Anyways, how to laugh in League. Sounds like an odd thing to ask, right? No, it's not about actually laughing, but rather how to make your in-game character laugh. There are two ways to do this. Either press Control 4 or type forward slash laugh in the chat. That's about all there is to it. Fun fact. Control 2 will provide a taunt feature, as well as various pre-recorded quips, while Control 3 is a dance command. All of these are simply cosmetic, but provide fun little interactions that some folks will spam before a game formally begins. And that is the end of this week's Things Learned, but there's a couple other extra topics I want to talk about this week. Another big storm hit the campus on August 2nd, and we decided to hop into a car, park in a big field, and watch to see if lightning would hit anything, namely some distant stadium lights. I caught some decent lightning flashes and bolts on video, and the rain was absolutely torrential, with centimeter-sized hail starting a few minutes in. Another car was also parked in the field some distance away from ours, and once the hail began, we saw someone absolutely sprinting towards said car, get in, and drive away hastily. Aside from that, it was just a run-of-the-mill, strong summer thunderstorm. 
Ironically, there was a scheduled maintenance power outage for several campus buildings set to happen on the same day, according to an email I received just a few hours after the storm hit. I thought that I could get some half-decent screen grabs of the lightning from the video I took on my then-new Samsung Droid Charge phone, but a combination of that phone's not-that-great camera filming from within the backseat of a Subaru SUV, difficulty of capturing lightning in general, let alone a 30 frames per second video recording with a subpar shutter speed, aperture, and ISO, basically made this impossible. It's still a nice piece of history, though, and it's not often when you can relive a specific thunderstorm, let alone even know when one occurred given how there can often be a lack of historical weather data for a lot of regions. On August 6th, I was moving out of the summer sublet apartment and would not move back onto campus until about August 23rd. It wasn't that much of a wait, and I was still commuting up every few days for work, but the original purpose of the apartment had been fulfilled. Now that we were in the later days of summer break, I had less of a reason to remain on campus. Not to mention, the lease was only for a set amount of time anyway. It was just a matter of coordinating with the main renter and the landlord on semantics. In 2007, my grandfather passed away of brain cancer, and 2011 marked four years since. Amongst his achievements in mathematics and engineering, he also immensely enjoyed the art of poetry, and would often memorize and recite any manner of poems from memory. One such composition he memorized was a poem by Edmund Vance Cook, which provides a rather somber yet encouraging outlook on life, titled How Did You Die? and I cannot help but recall it as a satisfying remembrance, considering how he would passionately recite it years prior to his illness and passing. It goes as follows. Did you tackle that trouble that came your way with a resolute heart and cheerful, or hide your face from the light of day with a craven soul and fearful? Oh, trouble's a ton, or trouble's an ounce, or trouble is what you make it. And it isn't the fact that you're hurt that counts, but only how did you take it? You are beaten to earth? Well, well, what's that? Come up with a smiling face. It's nothing against you to fall down flat, but to lie there, that's disgrace. The harder you're thrown, why the higher you bounce. Be proud of your blackened eye. It isn't the fact that you're licked that counts, it's how did you fight, and why? And though you be done to the death, what then, if you battled the best you could? If you played your part in the world of men, why the critic will call it good. Death comes with a crawl, or comes with a pounce, and whether he's slow or spry, it isn't the fact that you're dead that counts, but only how did you die. Thanks again for listening to Things Learned. If this is the first time you're checking out this podcast, thanks for lending your ears. And if you enjoyed this, feel free to follow this podcast on your favorite platform. If you're back for another episode, also thank you. Phrasing things is hard, but I truly enjoy your listenership, whoever you are. Until next time, have a great week, and I'll talk to you then.